Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It's the final hour of power here on this Friday night edition of Overtime. It's the youngest in charge movement. Linnell Willingham taking you up to 10 o'clock before we dish things over to Tech Talk Live. I want to get to your calls, though, man. And I'll be honest with you. As the show as the show has progressed here tonight, I've, I've realized, you know what? I care about this way too much. Way too much. But it's okay. I say it all the time. We are all addicts for the Washington Commanders. I just so happen to be wearing the patch. I'm trying to get over my addiction. I'm trying to supplement my addiction. You all just sit back and complain and are miserable and up. Oh, Nah, real, real talk though, I feel you. It is, it's been a tough 24 hours trying to dissect and sort through what the hell happened last night. Washington in a game where, in a game where it felt like all the momentum was in your favor going into it. Third straight sellout game at home. Coming off a really spirited contest on Sunday against the Philadelphia Eagles. A 0-4 Bears team that has lost 14 consecutive games going into last night. The Chicago Bears were served up for you on a silver platter. And they completely blew it. They blew it. As I said at the top of the show, though, 12 games left. How are you going to act here moving forward? Because quite literally, you are getting ready to enter the most pivotal stretch in your schedule. Four out of your next five are on the road. At Atlanta. At New York. Home for Philadelphia, at Seattle, at New England. And you all know New England and Seattle, two of the toughest places to play at in the National Football League. It's put up or shut up time for this group. 110%. I said it earlier in the show. I'm not someone that's going to go out and and be hell-bent on just firing people for the sake of firing people. But you've got 10 days between now and your next contest. Something has to give. Something has to give. You owe it to this fan base. You owe it to the guys in that locker room. Some accountability has to be taken on the defensive side of the football. I've run through the numbers all night long. For them to regress the way that they have in the past year, considering all of the resources that they have poured into that side of the football financially with contract extensions and with their draft capital, They've used five out of their seven picks in the top two rounds on defense under Ron Rivera. 
So what happened last night is completely inexplicable. No room for it. All bets are off. But I'm not one that, that that's just going to hang on the sad. Let's find a solution for it. They got 10 days to make changes. Ron came out earlier today and said, no. Firing someone would be premature. I get it. And when you really look down at the nitty gritty, there isn't, there isn't really another guy on this defensive staff that has a track record in terms of calling plays. So be careful what you ask for in, in that standpoint. But, but good God almighty, Cody Barton's pro football focus grade is 37.8, damn it. Can we get Khalid Cutson on the field? Can I get Jabril Cox on the field? Can something, can, can Quan Martin play? Can we just play with one linebacker? I mean, good God. Just frustrating, man. Want to hear from you guys on this too, man. Rest of the hour is yours. Give me your thoughts on what happened last night. Do you have a solution? How you feeling about the quarterback position? Floor is yours. 1-800-636-1067 is the number. Andy is in Sterling. How you doing, Andy? All right, man. I love your passion, buddy. Hey, man, I'm a little upset. Uh, tonight I got home from work, and I get in the house, and I see my next-door neighbor sitting in my easy chair drinking my favorite beer, and he's slapping my wife on the ass. <laughs> Hey, when you made that comment last night with Doc, I fell out of the freaking couch. That was so freaking funny, man. Andy, <laughs> and I, I tell you, the best talent on the on the station, man. Yeah, I appreciate you, Andy. Yeah, man. Anyway, what I was going to say was, I'm I'm more disappointed with that defensive unit led by that Donald Donald Trump loving Jack Del Rio. Uh, you got six number ones on that side on the on the defensive unit. Uh, you got all that talent. For whatever reason, they don't play as a unit. Yeah. I, I, I don't know who to blame that front for with all those number ones, the linebackers or those, those defensive backs. But, man, it's a mess. They're gonna, you know what? If I had my druthers, Del Rio would be gone today. I know you said don't do it. Be careful <laughs> what you ask for. But I tell you what, I hate that. that I hate that clown. Uh, as, far as, uh, as far as the quarterback, man, I tell you what, a guy who gets – no protection, doesn't even have a clean pocket to ever throw out of. Uh, Sam Howman has been a godsend. I agree. All right, man. Good talking to you, buddy. Andy, I appreciate the call as always, my friend. I, that That's honestly what makes last night not sting as much. I was, I was proud of the effort that we saw from Sam Howell last night. The old adage is you, you take a licking and keep on ticking. He was getting his ass handed to him last night. He took five sacks, but realistically speaking, he got out of about five or six other situations that should have been a sack. The toughness that he's shown, the intestinal fortitude that he's shown over the first month of the season, look, I'm not sure if Sam Howell's going to be the franchise quarterback moving forward, but what I've seen through the first five weeks, he sure as hell deserves the opportunity to continue to prove himself. 110%. 110%. Throws for 388 yards last night. And you can call them empty calorie yards. There was a point in that fourth quarter before Joey Sly missed the field goal. We all thought they were coming back. So so, so miss me with that. What we saw from our young quarterback last night is enough for me to feel confident with him moving forward. I'm judging him on a week-by-week basis. 
But after last night, I don't even think that's smart. Because ultimately, look, I've maintained this sentiment. To me, this year, I could give a rat's ass about development. That's on offense and defense. This regime is in year four of a five-year deal. At what point does winning trump individual development? That's all I'm trying to figure out. Cooley. Oh, what bridge? What's going on, Cooley? Hey, man. Thank you for taking my call. Yes, sir. I think what's, what's the saddest part of this whole thing is we're missing. We're not seeing what Sam Howell is doing. Because of the, the, the terrible play on defense, this is a guy in his fifth start who's, I mean, getting hit more than anybody else in the NFL. In his fifth start, I mean, producing. Yeah he, has some short, yeah, he has some shortcomings. Yeah, there, there's things he can do. But it's his fifth start. And this offense already is better than it was last year, better than it was with Carson Wentz, better than it was with Heineke, better than it was with anybody except maybe Kirk. And the defense is so bad that we can't even see what Sam Howe can be. You know, we're talking about as a week will be by basis. He may, he may or may not. I mean, he looks, given the circumstances, I mean, he looks like a, a second-year player, a, a third-year player. Look at other guys uh, in the in the league. Look at uh, what's his name in, in uh, the the Jets and, and other Zach Wilson, and Desmond players. Ritter. I feel you in terms of like the second-year quarterbacks: Kenny Pickett, Desmond Ritter. I mean, you're right, Sam. How far and away better? Far and away better. And look at um, Justin Fields. It took him three years to do what he did just now. I mean, he played a great game yesterday, but and, and the day and the week before, but. It took him a long time to get here. And Sam's in his fifth start, yeah. and he's already scoring 30 points a game, just about. So that's, I, I just want people to see that. And just to – I know we, we're terrible on defense, yeah. but let's not count this against Sam. Let's understand that he's in his fifth start, and this guy has potential with a decent line, you know, to, to, to be something. That's, that's all I'm saying. Hey, Cooley, I appreciate your call as always, my man. Look, I, and I, I agree with it. You don't want that to get lost. The way Sam Howell has performed over the first month, it's been more good than bad. I'm willing to continue the experiment a little bit longer. I was very consistent in what I said this offseason. I think it's organizational malpractice to try and develop a fifth-year quarter or or fifth-round quarterback in year four of a five-year deal. It just doesn't make a whole lot of sense. But I will say this, I'm impressed by what we've seen from Sam Howe to this point. His development isn't costing us games, which I'm fine with. As long as he can develop and we're still competitive, that's all I could ask for. That's all I could ask for. Kevin in Upper Marlboro. What's going on, Kevin? Hey, thanks for taking my call. Yes, sir. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm going to basically echo everything that – previous caller said is that got to give Sam a chance. I mean, basically he's still a rookie on his fifth or sixth game right now starting. The most uh, disappointment has to come from the D-line because, again, I mean, I'm not saying that yet. Of course, they're all number one first-round draft – well, not number one, but first-round draft picks. They're supposed to be the anchor of your defense. They're supposed to be the strongest unit. But you have people running right up the gut, and they're not able to stop it. I love Chase, and I want Chase to be here, and he's playing in the contract year. But even though he had moments of brilliance on defense, 
there were also moments where he was caught out of position and people running on him. So my biggest disappointment comes from the defense. Yeah. And if they're having a problem with some no-name running back Herbert, what do you think is going to happen <laughs> the Sunday after next when they run into Bijan? Mm. Man, they're going to get And then you got, and then, and then you got Saquon the week after that, Kevin. I appreciate the call, my man. 1-800-636-1067 is the number on the MGM National Harbor listing lines. Running through your calls here, man. We'll reset things here. Washington is off to a historically bad pace defensively. A couple of questions out there for you. Who do you blame for Washington's defensive shortcomings? And then this is the new thing that we're trying to, that, that I'm throwing at you here now. Because the Sam Howell discussion is interesting here. Are you more angry at the defense playing bad, or are you more happy in how Sam Howell has looked here through the first month? 1 800 636 1067 is the number. Ray is in Rockville. What's going on, Ray? Yeah, uh, I want to say, really, you need to look at uh, the general manager. Uh, you got the, you know, Snyder made the coach, the general manager and coach. And um, that's not a good, that's not a good way to, to put together a football team. You need to have a general manager that the coach, coaches have to uh, be evaluated by. Um, they got Doug Williams as a advisor. Why not make him the general manager? Because look at his resume. He won a Super Bowl. He's been the general manager at other teams, at Tampa Bay. Yeah. And he's coach, and he's you know he's coached on the high school level and the college level. So why is his name not mentioned as a general manager? It's interesting, Ray, and I appreciate the call. I believe it was I believe it was while Jay Gruden was here. I, I was frustrated because they gave him the title of Senior Director of Player Personnel, I believe, and it was kind of like a fictitious title, and it, it was pretty, pretty evident that he didn't have a huge hand in picking guys, but I know he was watching the film. I know he was grinding the tape. I know he was putting in the work. I just don't know how much influence he had. Bottom line, there's going to be Wholesale changes at season's end, barring something unforeseen. And when I say barring something unforeseen, that means a playoff win. I think there's going to be sweeping changes. But I think it starts at the top. I need a new talent evaluator. I got to draft better. These draft classes that Ron Rivera has had, to me, now I understand there's been some diamonds in the rough like Camp Curl in the 7th. And James Smith-Williams in the sixth. But, man, at the end of the day, I just need them to do more and have more impact and more return on these draft picks. Because this current draft class, Emmanuel Forbes is the only one that we've considered as, like, praise in terms of being a contributor. That's because the other cats can't get on the field. Braden Daniels, they drafted in the fourth round to put him on IR. He ain't even going to compete this year. Quan Martin, second-round pick, hadn't played a defensive snap to this point. Wholesale changes are needed, man. They are. But I understand that I try to be measured in my approach. There are 12 games left in the season. I get that. But, man, if I can't take another performance like we saw last night. I thought the Buffalo game was the last of that. It's embarrassing. 
It's embarrassing. Brandon is in Landon. Hey, what's up, Lanelle? Hey, you, you must have, you stole you stole the thunder right right from me because I was going to talk about the, these draft picks, man. Yeah. The first round pick, you know, I think he's playing out of position. Second round pick, only playing special teams. Third round pick, filling in on spot duty. Fourth round pick on IR. You know what I mean? What yeah. about the KJ Henrys? What about you know what I mean? Stuff like that. Like, like I, I just don't get it. So my thing is, um, if you don't trust. Juan Martin getting on the field, you can trust them to move forward. But the thing is, with this defense, we stagnant. We wait for the contact to come to us yep. and stuff like that. As far as the defensive line, John Allen, Deron Payne gets double teamed. Not every play, but they one will get double teamed on just about every play, right? Right. Where's the linebackers feeling that? Once they again, they're Brandon, they're, they're horrible. You got to go play linebacker, bro, man. Look, I don't know. Hey. hey Hey, I, I don't mind, man. I got my 13-year-old son, my 16-year-old son in the car. They can go play my hey, right man. now. Yeah, yeah. Hey, <laughs> hey, <laughs> Something got to give, bro. Uh, I feel you. I want to leave you with this thought, though, mm-hmm. right? I, I, I asked this question earlier to my ex-community, uh, Twitter community, mm-hmm. right? Um, do you think it's an ego? I, I'm going to try to word it right. Mm-hmm. Ego. Let's look at the word ego, sports psychology. Ron brings in EB. He's automatically assistant head coach. Do you think it's an ego problem with JDR? Thank you for the call, my wow, brother. I appreciate Brandon. it. I'm going to hang up and listen. Thank hey, you. Brandon, appreciate you tapping in as always. Yeah, that's that's interesting. I, I, I see where you're coming from, Brandon, but I don't think that's the case, right? Like, I don't – Jack doesn't strike me as that type of dude. It, it's interesting. And I, and I sat down and I got to talk to ESPN's NFL analyst Dan Orlovsky a little bit earlier today. And he was very honest about Washington's shortcomings defensively. Something that Dan said last night in particular, just not a good understanding of when to switch coverages, right? They were getting torched in man-to-man all night. Justin Fields even said it in the postgame. Look, we knew if they were going to come out and play man-to-man coverage, we can beat them with double moves. They did that all night long. My question is, where was the adjustment from Jack Dorio? And philosophically speaking, y'all got to understand what Jack has been trying to accomplish the last four years. The fact that they spent four first-round picks on this defensive front, they feel, look, we shouldn't have to send blitzers. We shouldn't have to bring extra pressure. We should be able to drop seven, rush four, and get home. That hasn't been the case consistently enough. And that's the issue. And to me, that's why you're seeing these shortcomings defensively. And I'm not trying to blame the defensive front. I'm blaming the overall philosophical approach. To me, at some point, you got to put your dudes in the best position to succeed. And even going back to the Philly game on Sunday, the intentional grounding that Jalen Hurts had on, on that third down, why not blitz his ass the very next play? Pressure bust pipes. And I understand some of the pressure numbers are good for individual guys. And Montez got six sacks. Chase is up there and pressure percentage rate and tops in the NFL. I get that. That's cool. But you just you just got to make more of an impact up front. And that's been lacking from this group. I will say this about the defensive line. I have full confidence that they have the skill to get back on track. Let's take one more here. Let's go to Jake and Chantilly. What's going on, Jake? Hey, now, how are you, man? I'm good, man. How you doing? Good. Hey, you know what? I think uh, 
we should uh, the the commanders should mm-hmm. lose the entire coaching staff. All these people calling in are right on the money as far as I'm concerned. Um, you look at our offense. And answer your question, I'm happier about the offense getting better and not as angry as about the defense. Yeah. Okay. But the guys are saying, right, it's not the defensive line. The man before said, if you watch the game, it's either Allen or Payne getting double teamed two-thirds of the time. Where's Montez? Where's Chase? They should be one-on-one with people. And when EB came in, right, immediately in the preseason, we got, runners, we got receivers running free all over the field. I haven't seen that in years. And so he came in, too much pressure on Sam. What did he do in the Philadelphia game? He comes out, he makes an adjustment. Yep. He's firing short passes, right, one after another, another. We move the ball down the field like the defense isn't even there. No adjustments by Dale Jack Rio. He doesn't make adjustments. It seems like he's doing the same thing, and they're getting smoked, and there is no adjustment. If you're getting beat by 11, I don't know half the guy's names, by 11 from Philadelphia and the other receiver, right, those are the guys you don't want to beat you. You put somebody on him, and you put somebody over the top. Let Mooney beat you or let somebody else beat you. Don't let the number one beat you. Come on. Three straight weeks has been, Jake, that number one wide receivers have shredded the Washington Commanders. Stephon Diggs in the Buffalo game. A.J. Brown Sunday against Philly, and then D.J. Moore last night. Jake, appreciate you tapping in as always, my friend. 1-800-636-1067 is the number on the MGM National Harbor Lister lines. When we get back, as promised, let you hear my conversation with ESPN NFL analyst Dan Orlovsky. Join me earlier this afternoon. We touched on a bunch of different topics, including what he thinks about Sam Howell and this Washington Commanders offense through the first month of the season. We also got Dan Orlovsky's opinion on why Washington struggled so much defensively last night in that loss against the Chicago Bears. My conversation with ESPN NFL analyst Dan Orlovsky coming up next here on The Fan. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. one 800 is the number on the MGM National Harbor Listener Lines. This is the youngest in charge, Wilmot Linnell Willingham, taking up to 10 o'clock before we let you hear Tech Talk Live Speaking of Tech Talk Live, big weekend of college football coming up. The slate this weekend, Eminem. I know you're going to be putting some shekels down on it. Just a crazy slate. Starting at big noon. Oklahoma, Texas, the Red River rivalry. And then Coach Loxley's squad. Are the Terps going to show the rest of the country they're for real this weekend, Eminem? 
That's what I want to figure out. Cover your ears. Uh-oh. I don't think so. Really? <laughs> I, I think Ohio <laughs> State might. Uh, I mean, I don't know. The spread's 19 and a half. 19 and a half. All right, Maryland you. might cover that. But yeah. let's be honest. I don't see them going to the shoe and pulling out a win. Yeah, it's definitely going to be tough uh, for the Terps. Good luck to that bunch this weekend. Want to run through some calls here before we get to my conversation with Dan Orlovsky. Let's go to Sam out in Fairfax. What's going on, Sam? Hey, guys. Uh, I, I agree with all the sentiment, right? And, and in that context, if you think about, you know, a weapon is only as good as the person who's using it, right? Yeah. So if you think about four weapons on defense, first-round draft picks, in my opinion, you know, it's the coach, right? I mean, if the, if the coaching isn't good, uh, leadership isn't there to kind of drive them to act together in, in cohesion to, to cause chaos, right? It's an attitude. you got to instill that attitude in the defense on one side. And on the offense, it's, it's a similar thing. Now, it's kind of a diamond in the rough if you think about Sam because, I mean, if you look at people like uh, Mac Jones, right? I mean, he doesn't have the zip in his arm. Now, Sam is no, you know, Josh, but right. he's still, he, he still can zip it. So, you know, and he's got – he can move, so he, he's a diamond in the rough, and if he's coached well and given time and, and taught you know, with experience, I think he's going to do fine, right? But, I mean, it's, 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 that, too, it comes back to you know, the, the coaches, right, ultimately, like everybody's saying. Sam, I appreciate the call, my friend. It's Look, I, I, I feel just as y'all feel. It's just as hard for me to watch it and go through it as it is for y'all, man. This is, uh, it's been tough a little. Out in D.C., what's going on, Little? What's up, what's up, what's up, what's up, big fella, Neil? What's going Shout on, on man? Neil. Yeah, let me let me say this, man. You know, I too, I'm going to take you back to the Buffalo game, man. I'm, I'm telling you now, I'm about ready to tweet, tweet magic and tell him Greg, Greg, Greg Blotch is, is, <laughs> is, is, is an option for a decent defensive coordinator. Yeah, we got all about Greg Blotch. What a Man, we had Buffalo on the one-yard line. You know what this, this this clown did as a coordinator, man? He going to a zone and get burnt instead of sending the kitchen sink. You got the man on the one-yard line. Supposed to send the kitchen sink at him, man. He going to a zone and get burnt for 35 yards. Man, it's just, man, it's sad, man. His scheme, his scheme, Linnell, is so old-fashioned, man. These young offensive coordinators are, are deking our safeties, pulling our safeties up. Man, it, it, it's, you know, it's, it's really, it's really, it's really too complicated. I think for these young boys. If you go, but you, you know how I feel about it. You know how I feel about it. Little, and we're up against us, so I'm gonna let you go. You know how I feel about blaming coaches. It's just hard. Players got to execute. There are seven first rounders or six first rounders littered across this defense. Somebody's got to make a damn play. Jim is in Annapolis. What's going on, Jim? Hey, Lunel, um, glad, glad, glad to call in. Yes, sir. Listen, I, I've got kind of an idea. Um, and so I, I hear people talking about pressure, and, and I, I agree. I, I was watching the game last night, and I'm, watching, and I'm watching the Bears, you know, it seems like every, every other play somebody's get hurt, and they're bringing in, in, these, in these guys, and in the fourth quarter, they're just blitzing Sam all over the place. And I'm wondering, like, well, how is it they can do it with third and fourth string guys? And as you said, we've got these first rounders. But but when you think about it, if if you've got if you got a D line that you have has this faith in, and you're putting seven guys back in coverage, and you're still getting burnt over the top, <laughs> what do you think is going to happen 
you know, when you start bringing bringing heat, bringing five and six guys, and I and, and I think Del Rio is kind of in a crossroad. Like, yeah, I like to bring pressure, but hell, I can't even cover guys with seven guys in the back end. So you know, until they until they get that communication, which if you notice the first two years, remember that was an issue in Ron's first two years, him and Jack, yep. with the communication on the back end. Supposedly that they got that fixed, but now all of a sudden we're right back to the same issue. And another thing real quick is nobody's really talking about it. You got two coaches between Ron and Jack that were former players at linebacker. And the linebackers, the linebackers leave a lot to be desired. Coach Barton, I mean, Barton 37.8 pro football. Yeah, he, he might have been good in Seattle. He's terrible here. Why not why not take Martin uh take Barton out and, and, and try Quan Martin? I mean, you you yeah. you neglected the offensive line in, in the second round, took an extra safety. Why not why not I mean, he can't do any worse than than what Barton is doing. <laughs> You're right. So why not give him some playing time just to see what you have in that player? And you gotta scheme your your defense to your players' ability. When when Eric Bieniemy came here, one of the things he said it was under 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 Andy Reid. Andy would go to the players right. and say, "What do you like? What plays do you like? What do you want to do?" You know, and the and what gave the players more ownership of the offense. Jack needs to take a page out of that book and say, "Okay, defense, we're getting gashed every which way. What what is it that works? What do you feel confident in?" And maybe you maybe you run run plays and defensive coverages based on what the defensive players feel confident in instead of just calling stuff because it's not working. Jim, I appreciate the call. I, my thoughts didn't really change on this. They they got to execute. I understand you got to put the guys in the best position to succeed. But man, more times than not, last night guys just guys just weren't making enough plays. Man, Kendall Fuller gets bagged in the end zone. Guys getting beat on double moves. Just not good enough. As promised, though, when I get to my conversation with ESPN NFL analyst Dan Orlovsky, we touched on a bevy of different topics, including his thoughts on the quarterback of the Washington Commanders, Sam Howe. Right now, we're pleased to be joined by our good friend ESPN NFL analyst Dan Orlovsky. Dan, how you doing, my man? How are you? I'm good. I appreciate I, I, it, bud. Appreciate you giving us some time, my man. I'm not doing as well. Washington, obviously, 40 to 20 <laughs> losers last night on Thursday Night Football. Can you just real quickly give me your, your instant reaction to what you saw last night? Yeah, surprised at the outcome. You know, I thought Washington would win that game. I think defensively, two things. I was just shocked how much they stayed in man coverage, yeah. um, especially on third downs. You know, the first third down of the game, Chicago went double move to DJ Moore, and it worked. And then they just stayed kind of taking shots on third down or, or double moves on third down. And then they kept leaving Forbes and St. Juice kind of on an island. And, um, you know, I, I was surprised that that kept being the, the kind of the story. And then some of the big runs, yeah, it was weird watching. They were, it was either they got really poorly aligned, you know, maybe some of the pistol stuff that Chicago showed they weren't necessarily ready for, but, they were really poorly aligned on a couple runs pre-snap and then got caught in some run stunts yeah. where they were trying to create negative plays. So, like, defensively, I was surprised. Um, you know, the slow start offensively. Um, you know, I, I think, number one, on the interception, Sam's late. You know, yeah. Sam's got to get back to the middle and, and get 
get that a hitch out faster. And then I still am, um, I don't want to use the word concerned, but mm-hmm. disappointed that Sam hasn't gotten a hold of some of the pressures yeah. that teams are throwing his way. That was the story in the preseason. It continues to show itself two or three times a game. So um, they got to clean some stuff up for sure. I want to talk about Sam Howell here for a little bit more. Dan, when when you look at the play calling and, and the whole operation offensively for Washington, how would you assess Eric Bieniemy and what he's done here in the first month in, in terms of putting Howell in the offense in positions to be successful? I think EB's done an awesome job. You know, I mean, to take a guy that was, I believe, a fifth-round pick, and yeah. up until last night he was playing top-ten quarterback when he was clean, you know, and, and, and that's very impressive. You saw – you know, the motion that he's used in two different ways, you know, motion for information, where he's trying to gather what the defense is doing, motion to, you know, impact the defense and get them out of alignment. That that has been really good. He's protected Sam. He's committed to, like, chips and helping it, you know, keeping a tight end in. You know, Sam's been very aggressive with the football downfield. Yeah. They, they've utilized some RPOs. I think they could do even more of them because it's kind of Sam's background. So, you know, I think EB's done an awesome job. Obviously, coming off of last night, it's not their best offensive performance, right. but he, he's been very impressive so far. Dan, the, the story here locally, though, man, is is the defense. They're amongst the NFL's league leaders and explosive plays allowed. You mentioned last night them going a lot of man. The question that I feel like everyone's trying to figure out here locally is, is it the staff not putting the group in position to be successful or guys just not making plays? I feel like it's a it's a healthy blend of both. But, Dan, you know, at any time you're giving up the explosives at this rate, guys just aren't executing. Yeah, it's definitely a blend of both. You know, with that defensive line, you sit there and go, you know, could, couldn't we be playing a little bit more of, you know, I guess a, I don't want to say a softer zone, but a, a shell zone and yeah. forcing teams to methodically drive the field and, Allowing that defensive line, you know, because at some point one of those guys is going to whoop someone, and right. you're you're going to get a, a holding or a you know a sack or or win against the run and force it to a third and long, and that's not necessarily happening. So, and then when they get into zone, guys are you know the, the pass rush maybe doesn't get home or um, you know bad eyes by the secondary forces a, a good, better completion than should be or a poor tackling. So, you know, when you switch it up and play man, and then. You know, again, I was just shocked how poorly the perimeter played in man coverage yesterday. I mean, Dan, it's not something that they, Dan, not to cut you off, it's not something that they normally ask them to do a lot. This is a match zone team that plays a lot of cover three and a lot of quarters. So, and and it was kind of weird to see, man, because you're going against a running quarterback, you're putting your back to him. I, I was just befuddled by the plan, I'll say. Yeah, yeah, I totally agree. Especially since, I mean, it was relatively, I can understand it like, from the treetop view of we're playing a team that's struggling to throw the football. The only pass threat that they sat there and said can get us is DJ. So I can understand a little bit on that aspect. The running quarterback thing absolutely matters. And then also it became very clear you you weren't locking DJ up. Like DJ was going to have his way all night. DJ could have had another 50, maybe even more. So, you know, once you, you start to, it's not that difficult of a transition. Hey, we're not we're not covering DJ. We got to double him. You know, right. you could double him in zone. You could you could play, you know, your corner and have a safety over the top and something like that, and force Justin to methodically move the football and see zone coverages and whatnot. So, uh, last night I, I love Jack Del Rio. I'm a fan of his. Yeah. I've know I know him. We still work with him. But I w- I was last night. I I think playing man coverage as much as they did has got to be on coaching. 
We're joined right now by ESPN NFL analyst Dan Orlovsky, one of the best quarterback gurus in the game. I want to ask you a little bit more about the quarterback position, Dan. We talked about Sam Howell a little bit to start this thing off. Big picture as in terms of what you've seen from him in this first month of the season, are you more likely or less likely to think that he's the guy for Washington moving forward? Yeah, definitely more likely. I mean, okay. Sam, you could see some of the throws that, that when he threw that crossing route to McLaurin last night over that trilling defender and linebacker, you know, that's you, Sam could throw it, man. Yeah. Like, and, you know, that's obviously the paramount necessity. He could flat out throw it and throw it downfield well. Um, the, the positives for Sam that I've liked this so far this year, I just mentioned he could throw it. And, and to see that at the NFL level is awesome. Um, I think he's got a pretty good understanding of coverage already and how to use his eyes, given that he ran 95% of his plays were shotgun RPO at North Carolina. So I like that necessary. Um, and I like how aggressive he's been with the football. He hasn't been scared or cautious with the football. we got to remember, Sam is essentially a rookie. you know. Right. So you want your guy you know, being aggressive and trying to figure out what he can and can't do. The downsides, and this is where I have a little bit more hesitation than saying, like, absolutely he's the guy because the same stuff keeps showing up for me with yeah. Sam. And, and that gives me a little hesitant. You know, like, I, 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 I've done the breakdown of Sam. We have pressure. like we. And, and to his defense, he didn't really do any of this in college. So this right. is all very new to him. But we got to start handling that better. You know, because teams are just going to continue to throw it at him until he proves he can handle it on a consistent basis. I don't know how people nowadays, how kids nowadays, play quarterback in the league and don't handle protections um, and, yeah. and know them. I, I, there are some guys who can get away with it because they're such freak athletes. Sam's not that, you know, and so that that makes me a little bit concerned. Still getting far too far deep in the pocket and, like, hanging out back there, like, yeah. three times a game. Then we got to go, bud. Like, we got to get in the pocket. Sometimes he does. Like, sometimes yeah. he does, but it's not consistent enough for me. Um, and then I'd probably say that the last thing is Sam's going to learn quickly. Like not every ball has to be an aggressive ball though. Like, you know, it's, it's not, it's not 20 yard chuck and duck all the time. (laughs) Yeah. That, that phrase is interesting. Dan, the one thing that, that, that you brought up that really concerns a lot of us here locally is the fact that we are seeing him repeat the same mistakes over and over again. And this is the, the lumps that you have with essentially a rookie quarterback. The best experience he's going to yeah. get is on-field experience, and that's the, the, the downside of not playing him at all last year. In terms of Washington's operation big picture, do you think he has the tools to where it's worth it to try to go through these growing pains and then you try to uh, strike that balance of winning games and then his development. Yeah. Yeah. That, that is the billion dollar uh, conundrum, you know, so often <laughs> I, I say this all the time. The hardest thing for rookie quarterbacks is to break bad habits and develop while also the pressure of, I got to win on Sundays. You know, Cause when you get into that, I got to yeah. win mode, you always revert to comfort. Well, you know, and, and comfort is often bad habits at that position because that's what got you to that point. And so do I think he's capable of it and has the structure around him and whatnot? Yeah. And, and, and I'd say this, this two reasons why. Mm-hmm. Um, one, the play caller, EB, uh, again, impressed with him so far. And two, the strength of their, I would say, like their football team outside of the D-line is the perimeter players. Yeah. You know, and, and I think he and Eric Bieniemy do a good job of getting those cats in you know, and Terry and – and, and even Samuel, like those guys have to be a big part of the game. Yeah. And I think they do a, a very 
good and like they understand that relatively well. So I think he can get through that. Yeah, there's going to be some downs, though. There is. There just is. Big picture, Dan. I'll put you on the hot seat here. Do you think Washington is a team that ends up being one of the final seven or one of the seven teams to make the playoffs in the NFC? Um, I don't. I think they can have I, – I think they'll be in meaningful games in December part of the conversation. Yeah. Um, I just – I don't think that they're that playoff football team yet because the consistency isn't necessarily there with Sam. Yeah. Uh, and obviously the defense has to start playing like the way that they're – you know, I mean, gosh, they got six first-rounders on that defense, so that, that defense has got to start playing to that level. Yeah, that's the biggest issue we have here locally, Dano. Appreciate you giving us some time, my man, as always. We'll do it again soon. I appreciate you guys. Have a great weekend. ESPN's NFL analyst Dan Orlovsky, kind enough to join the program. Always good catching up with him. His thoughts on Sam Howell, excuse me, in the quarterback position is really the big reason why I wanted to have Dan on and Look, I think through our untrained eyes, so to speak, you can pick up kind of what Dan is saying. Through the first five weeks of the season, I'm not going to go out and say that Sam Howell is going to for sure be the franchise quarterback of this thing moving forward, but I damn sure have seen enough to where I want to see more. We'll take a quick timeout. When we come back, we'll put a bow on the show. We'll take a look ahead at the Week 5 NFL slate uh, coming up on Sunday. Some big-time matchups, including Dallas and San Francisco. Is this the game where the Cowboys prove they're for real? That's next here on The Fan. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. One final segment before we dish things over to Tech Talk Live. I want to give a big shout-out to our pal Dan Orlovsky, ESPN NFL analyst, for joining us in the last segment. If you missed any of my conversation with Dan Orlovsky, make sure you use the Odyssey Rewind feature and go back to the 940 segment to hear my conversation uh, with Dan Orlovsky. A couple of moments left to go here in the show. One to take a quick peek at the Week 5 slate in the National Football League. A couple of really monumental games this weekend that will have playoff implications moving forward uh, as we get into the, the home stretch of the season. The first game of the Sunday slate, 930 over in the pond, the London Jaguars <laughs> taking on Josh Allen and the Buffalo Bills. If you paid attention to, uh, what was that, the Wednesday night edition of Overtime, no Super Six Pack Buffalo coming in at number one. I think they're the best team of football right now. Josh Allen coming off of arguably the best game of his career to this point. They've found some balance in the running game with James Cook and Damian Harris. Von Miller comes back this weekend, ladies and gentlemen, to get their pass rush souped up. Mm! I'm excited to see what Buffalo has. Uh, I expect them to eventually uh, show that they are the creme de la creme in the AFC. Another matchup I'm really looking forward to this weekend, Philadelphia on the road against the L.A. Rams. 
We get to see the debut of Cooper Cup this year. Him, Puka Nakua, Kyron Williams in that running game. Sean McVay's putting on a coaching clinic right now in terms of doing the most with the least. They don't have a lot of talent on that Rams roster, and he's got them out to a 500 start. Love that matchup. And then Sunday Night Football, Cowboys and Niners. Y'all know I don't like the Niners. Call it what it is. Not much analysis behind it. I just think they're overrated. And I just think that Brock Purdy is the most insulated quarterback in football. Kyle Shanahan could coach his ass off. I give him that. But this weekend, I think Dallas proves to be too much for them. That's going to do it, though, here for this Friday night edition of Overtime. If you want to keep the conversation going with me, it is at N-E-L-L underscore BTP on all social media platforms. That is at N-E-L-L underscore BTP on all social media platforms. Back in the saddle with you Monday, 10 to 2. In for B. Mitch and Fidley, myself and the DOC, Rick Doc Walker. We'll recap week five of the NFL. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.